2: Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. When we get a chance to talk to Hall of Famers like our next guest, it is our pleasure. It's Emmett <coughs> Smith who joins us now. Of course, the Dallas Cowboys, great. The Super Bowl MVP, the MVP, uh, rookie of the year. How many accolades can we give to Emmett? He's here on behalf of Narcan Nasal Spray, yes. which is a very important thing. We're going to get to it. But first, you were admiring some of our souvenirs Ooh, that we yeah. purchased, our Elvis uh, music box, which Perloff broke, yeah. Emmett.
3: Yeah, I was admiring Elvis until I saw his leg broken.
4: (laughs) Perloff,
2: how dare you? We were supposed to bring these back to New York.
4: At least I didn't break an Emmett Smith
2: bobblehead. That (laughs) I would protect. (laughs) Uh, So here in Las Vegas, I'm sure you thought the Dallas Cowboys had a good shot of being in this Super Bowl. Jerry Jones called the loss to the Packers one of the most devastating that he's been a part of. Did you share that same sentiment, or did you see this coming at all?
3: No. It was... Absolutely devastating. It, 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 I, I even hate talking about how bad it really was. I, I, I don't think it was a good look on the Dallas Cowboys. I think it was a complete reflection of a meltdown that should have never occurred or, or a mental block that uh, that either we went into the game unprepared or we went into the game thinking that we were – uh, it was going to be a cakewalk or something. The team itself just did not show up. And, and I don't blame it all on the players. Uh, I think coach's job is to make sure the players are ready and put in a position to be successful. And players' jobs are to make sure that they meet that challenge of getting ready and putting themselves in position to make plays and do what is right. Um, but our team just seem, seems to be lost. I mean, I, I just
4: I cannot put my finger on why it looks so, so bad. So if that's the case, why is Dallas bringing back Mike McCarthy next year? <laughs>
3: because I'm not a GM. And, and to be honest with you, uh, I thought that that move would have been made uh, because of how bad it looked. Um, I, I, I think our team and organization right now, give the appearance of becoming a great organization and being a great team and they sell everybody on it every year and and selling people on it and getting the ratings around it is it's something that's important but I think there are things that are much more important than all of the hype uh, I've never known the Cowboys organization to be a hype organization uh, but I think over the when you look at our teams, we make the playoff, we look like we're capable of going all the way, but we don't. Uh, for some odd reason, I think that's a mental block. I think it's part of preparations of players not meeting the challenge and the expectations of becoming great and establishing your dominance as an individual player or as a group of group of men. Um, and I don't see that consistently um, from our team and our organization that.
2: The Hall of Famer, Emmett Smith, is here with us on behalf of Narcan, and we'll get to that. Your former Dallas Cowboys teammate, you guys won three Super Bowls together, Troy Aikman had a theory. He said he thinks that the weight of the star on the helmet becomes too much when they get to the playoffs, and it creates this too much pressure. I mean, it didn't bother you guys. Is that giving them an easy out?
3: That is an easy out. I mean, you get paid to come and play the game at the highest level, and to perform at the highest level for a long period of time if you're fortunate enough to be there for a long period of time. And so your job as an individual player is to put all that weight aside. Matter of fact, embrace it. I've always embraced the opportunity to be on a big stage. And the big stage is when you make it make it to the playoff. And you have an opportunity to show your showcase your dominance, showcase your talent, The bigger the crowd and the bigger the stage, the more I wanted to perform. And I think Troy Aitman was the same way. Irvin was the same way. Dion was the same way. The lights was never too bright because we believed in something greater than just just that particular game. We believed in trying to establish a level of dominance and uh, establishing our, our mark on the game in such a way that it would be rememberable. And that's just the way I grew up. That's the way I was trained in high school. That's the way I was trained when, when Jimmy got there. And he, that's the team that he was building. And that's the team that he built eventually going to win three out of four Super Bowls uh, in four years. And so I don't buy that. I really don't. I, I think I think players today are so caught up in how many Instagram follows they have, how many uh, social posts they can put up there, and how many podcasts they can run and And they forget the fundamentals of why they're there. You're there to win championships. I should not have to tell you what to do. Like Barry Switzer said one time, he said, I shouldn't have to come in the locker room and motivate you before a game. You get paid a ton of money to do something that you love. You only have a finite time to do it. What else can I say to you? What should I say to you to let you go out there? you going to play in it hard if I said something else to you? You should want to play hard. And I think that's a lost art. I think um, that part right there is, is why mediocracy is this.
4: Mm-hmm. So we talked about the coaching. A lot of people pointing to Dak Prescott had such an outstanding regular season, mm-hmm. and he hasn't been able to get over the hump in the playoffs. What's going on with Dak?
3: I think it's preparation. Um, I mean, some things, I, 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 I can only point to one game, and, and this, is, this to me sums it up for me. This sums it up for me. We're playing Detroit in Dallas, and it's a heck, heck of a game. We actually take the lead. Detroit is driving to try to come down the score and get the lead back. We pick the ball off, and it's about three minutes left, and I think they almost are out of timeouts. If not out of timeouts, they will be. All we have to do is just milk the clock. And we get the pick. So we go one, two, three, get the first down, and all we have to do is milk the clock. Instead, guess what? We throw the ball three straight times. How smart is that? That is absolutely hideous. All you have to do is just run the rock or take a knee. I don't care. But then <laughs> when you throw the ball the third time and the quarterback throw the ball out of bounds to stop the clock. He doesn't even take a sack. So that says to me, either he was not prepared properly or he forgot he was playing the game. When do you not play the game and take? See, often sometimes players have to overcome coaching. When a coach called a dumb play, and you know it's a dumb play, I'm like, why are we doing this? This doesn't make no sense. If it doesn't make any sense, why are we doing it? Call another play. Run it. And that's what Troy would have done. He would have done that. He's smart enough to know that. Game situations. And so when I hear people talking about Brock Purdy is a game manager, that is managing game situations. Game situations. You don't manage every play like a game situation, but you have to go into the, to the, to that particular play, understanding, okay, it's third and two. I'm going to drop back the pass or whatever it is, a pass play call. If no one is open, I'm taking off a run and get this first down. Because the next set of downs is important to keep the drive and the momentum moving. Or a coach can sit back and say, you know what? If I kick this field goal right now, we're going to tie the game up. And this game is going back and forth, so maybe we can get an overtime and win it. Well, don't go for two. Twice. And not get it both times. And one was a bad call by referees. When I'm going back to the Detroit game. Stupidity happens. Where is the... First of all, forget statistics. At some point, at some point, you got to go to the point of where we at in the game. Right? What do I need to do for my team? How do I keep the momentum going for my players? Because that's part of the game too. So I, mean, I sit back and I get I just scratch my head sometimes.
2: You talk about Mike McCarthy, you know, and you're surprised that he's still the coach of the team. Do they need like a Belichick type figure in your opinion, or some a mm. different? type of voice or a preparation? I, I think,
3: you know what? <laughs> if we were to go get a new coach, I think Dan Campbell is the kind of coach I would want to have.
2: Even if he went for it? Even uh, if like he went if it, he, he
3: can correct that because mistakes can happen. You, okay. can, you can correct those mistakes. We can correct mistakes. Mistakes can be corrected. But you when you repeat mistakes, that can be a problem. Got it. That can be a problem. So Dan is going to probably go back and evaluate what he did. He seems to be that kind of coach. He has, to, he has taken responsibility for that team. And, and so forth. So he understands that there's things that he can improve upon. Now, the question is, has he learned enough from his mistakes this past year that got him knocked out of the playoff when they had the game one too? Again, are you going to stick to the, the stats or are you going to go with what you know? I'm going to go with what I know. I'm going to use the stats when I need them, but if I don't need the stats, I'm going to go with what I know.
2: that well, you're here. I'm sorry.
3: Well, I say, What
4: about Belichick, though? Uh, Jerry said he could work with him.
3: Jerry can't work with Belichick. Come on, man, quit fooling yourselves. <laughs> Jerry couldn't even work with with, with with Jimmy at the time. I mean, but I believe, but I say that being very facetious, Jerry can work with almost anybody. He can, he can. But I just cannot see Belichick coming in and being the coach that the Cowboys need.
2: Emmett, here on behalf of Narcan nasal spray. Um, there are a lot of things you could lend your platform to. Why was this important to you? Well,
3: this is important to me because it has hit home a number of different times. Uh, lost a teammate years ago, overdosed. Um, my sister-in-law uh, actually got uh, hooked on some pain pain medication mm-hmm. because she was dealing with cancer itself, um, and those things uh, led to a couple situations. Uh, then I had a friend who lost a son about six to eight weeks ago, uh, to an overdose. And so, and it wasn't dealing with drug addicts or anything like that. It's the fact that people were utilizing something that could take them out fairly quick. Fentanyl is one of those things. Mm -hmm. And so not knowing, uh, what you're doing or what you're taking, if you, if you are taking drugs, uh, and most of the time, people think that it cannot happen to them. I mean, fentanyl is just one of those innocent things. Mm. I mean, just being around it, it don't take much just to take you out. And so and most of the time, you might not even know you're around it. I mean, most overdoses occur in homes and so forth. And so uh, I'm just trying to get people to, to be more aware of their surroundings and also to be to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And carrying a Norcan nasal spray is one of those things that can help you be ready, whether it's in your, in your purse or in your house or in your, in, in your golf bag, or wherever it may be, uh, having something on you because you never know when you may need it in a situation.
2: It's part of Emergent BioSolutions. It's the Narcan nasal spray. It's unfortunately this is something now in our society yeah. that we have to deal with. Yeah. It's it's really sad. The only
3: time we hear about those things is when a celebrity or someone else get hurt. Yeah, or, no. uh, but there are so many other folks
4: that are getting hurt by uh, uh, just Opioid overdoses. I got period. a 13 year old, and we were th- my wife and I were talking. to you, we have Narcan in the house? I mean, yeah, she, they're still a little young. Yeah, it's a little
3: young, but it may name be your 13 year old. It may be someone that may be a friend of the 13 year old, yeah. and you don't know all of the. We don't know everything that everyone is dealing with, you know. And so, um, it, it's just it can be something yeah. innocent, whether it's at your house or someone else's house. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 13, it goes someone else's house. We don't know everything about others home and their situation, even though we think we do uh, come across nice and cordial, etc., etc. But we don't know the backgrounds yeah. of everyone.
2: Well, our condolences to your friend. Yeah. Thank, oh, thank you, you so much for nope. joining us. We appreciate it.
3: Thank you. And go to Norcan.com for more information if you need it and uh, be safe out there.
2: Emmett Smith, the Hall of Famer. Thank you, sir. Thank you. So much to digest from Emmett. Scorched earth on Mike McCarthy, saying he would have fired him yep. if he was the general manager. Not giving any excuses for Dak Prescott. Says he is not prepared in these big games or simply forgets he's playing a football game. It gets <laughs> out of his head, not playing smart football, not being aware. And lastly, that he could never see Bill Belichick coaching the Dallas Cowboys. So we got a lot to unpack from Emmett. Clearly, he was extremely frustrated with how the Dallas Cowboys season ended, much like the Dallas Cowboys fans and players. We dive in more to all of that next. Plus, two major snubs yesterday. We'll hit both of them when we return. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio.
4: All right, you know what that music means. It's Super Bowl bulletin time here on Maggie and Burloff. Uh, All right, Maggie, what's the latest interesting headline from Super Bowl week here in Las Vegas?
2: Well, we found out from George Kittle that somebody pulled the fire alarm yesterday in the 49ers team hotel. They're staying at the Hilton Lake Las Vegas Resort and Spa, which is, I don't know, about... Maybe about 30 minutes away from downtown Las Vegas.
4: So there's all this technology and different ways to cheat, and they went old school by pulling the fire alarm. (laughs) What is this, a high school basketball tournament?
2: (laughs) It does feel a little old school, but this is not exactly a Marriott in Foxborough. You know, this is an (laughs) entire, you know, resort. They said the people didn't have to leave their rooms. I don't know how they got that across. So George Kittle said he went into a bathroom and shut the door and stayed in there for 18 minutes. This feels like the most unsafe thing you could possibly do, but everyone's fine. Everyone's all right.
4: Oh, I'm a guy when a fire alarm goes off, I usually don't I don't leave. Are you guys like let's go outside? Nobody leaves for a fire alarm anymore. Oh so
5: I just I, when I was at New York One a local station, there was a fire alarm while we were live on the air and it just the, the instinct was to go nowhere. We were live. So we're like, oh <laughs> well, I guess we're gonna do And it was a real fire. Then, then we started feeling the heat, we're like, oh, it's getting a little hot in here. Oh, no way. And then they're like, oh, my God, there's smoke out the window. <laughs> and then someone had to say, yeah, no, you guys have to get out right now. Fire marshals came in.
4: Did did one anchor stay?
5: No. You, no, eventually we got them off the set. We, we so, just, it was what just a this,
2: shot of an empty chair? No, what
5: they ended up doing was they just <laughs> they, Fade just, to black. they literally just went to, they did, we have a, they had a hard thing where they could do where they could always just go to the last hour. they restart the last hour. They could
4: restart the last hour. And
5: we had Meanwhile,
2: to... you became the news. You're yeah, reporting on the news, then you become the news.
4: I can I tell you right now. I, I'm sorry. It's a side topic. I'm so upset right now. Why? What are you? Th- what's the one thing that I always have in my bag? What pair something that I'm always have just in case your said, gloves my football gloves and yeah. what's happening right off set right now
2: they're playing catch with Brady the football. Quinn
4: is having a catch with a football and I don't have my receiver gloves because well, you know I can't do anything without those. I know, but gloves.
2: Well, you're <laughs> such a prima donna you can't just catch it with your hands
4: it's Brady Quinn I don't he's I'm gonna drop the ball I'm gonna drop it with the gloves no I'm gonna go <laughs> Odell those I have really sticky gloves I always bring them. I've been carrying them in my bag for three years, and i tried to <laughs> save a little space for the airplane. And so, you know, you never know when a former NFL quarterback or a game of catch is going to bring them. Philip actually
5: would be a good receiver. He's got, you no, know, he's tall, long, oh. long arms.
4: Oh. Oh, yeah. This Dude, love I mean, affair.
2: What a
6: week it's been.
2: I'm so glad you're here to Justin, throw cold water on no, all this. No, I think this. he'd
6: be a really good wide receiver. No, you, <laughs> no, you would be. No, you Justin would be. Justin Watson, first. you know, the
2: save us bogus. Justin
4: oh. Watson, the pen receiver, Andrew Perloff dartmouth i oh. i could be in the super bowl maggie he's right
2: <laughs> that escalated quickly uh all right well that's our super bowl bulletin so that someone pulled the fire alarm we'll see what else happens Bogish has got some headlines hello
6: guys last night in vegas supposed to be about celebrating the players who had great seasons and the players who had great careers with the unveiling of the new hall of fame class instead jets owner woody johnson took the opportunity to fart in the general direction of his team (laughs) the headline was and i quote you need a backup quarterback we didn't have one last year except they did his name was zach wilson he was just that bad that his owner (laughs) taking direct swings at him for no reason unprompted last night in vegas
2: so much wrong with this I told I hate to do the I told you so thing but after that athletic piece came out where it eviscerated the Jets like Woody Johnson isn't a big part of this article like on the record or off the record but he is all over this thing because he is an awful owner can you imagine I can't even imagine Jerry Jones doing something like this where and he's got cameras in his face all the time to take out your backup quarterback who you drafted second overall. And you never brought in a a viable backup when Rodgers went down after four snaps. What an absolute joke. EJ, I'm sorry. This is your team. It is just a circus. It always has been.
5: Oh, it's terrible. I mean, like you mentioned, like – Zach Wilson was not supposed to be the backup quarterback. He's supposed to be the starter. They drafted him a number two. The fact that Woody Johnson is saying, well, you know, we, we, didn't, we didn't have a backup quarterback. Well, Zach Wilson shouldn't have been the backup. Well,
2: that, sh- that's we, also should, throwing, we should have needed Aaron Rodgers. That's also really throwing your scouting department under the bus. Completely. Because Zach Wilson is an what we- all-time bust.
4: What are we doing here? It's what? Super Bowl week. The Jets should not be talked about at <laughs> all.
6: You heard bogus. Woody right.
2: Johnson farted in their general direction. <laughs> yeah, well, that, we had to explain every part of this exactly. and why it matters. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
6: let, yeah. Let's move yeah. on to Jets head coach, Robert Saleh. Oh, he lovely. also heard things from his owner. He's going to be a lot better head
7: coach. You know, one thing about head coaches, you get better as, as you get more experience. And, you know, he's going to concentrate on offense. You know, he's got Jeff <laughs> to kinda do the defense
6: and we've got a good special team. Oh, it's offense, offense, offense. Achilles, Achilles, Achilles. Now, isn't isn't Robert Sala a defensive coach? So, why is he focusing on the offense?
2: First of all, their special team stinks. Yeah. Number one, Sala's asleep for that um, area of all three phases. For Sala, only one phase. Um, you have Nathaniel Hackett there. What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> if he's not with Aaron Rodgers, he's... As Sean Payne said, the worst coach in the history of the NFL. (laughs) I'm sorry, presided over the worst coaching job in the history of the NFL. So they're all on the hot seat. They should have just fired him anyway. That's what's going to happen.
5: Yeah, this feels like inevitable. And, like, any kind of hope for next season that, oh, well, Roger will be healthy and you'll feel better about this. I don't know how you can feel that way listening to – the owners say our defensive specialist head coach is going to be focusing more on offense this year <laughs> when there's a whole fan quarterback on the team. Like, what are we doing?
2: Oh, man, EJ, it's going to be a long offseason. We
4: need some sort of, uh, like, jar for charity where every time we have to talk about the Jets this offseason, we put a dollar <laughs> in. And honestly, oh my
2: gosh, this charity would be rich. Yeah,
4: I mean because I can't do last offseason again. I just cannot.
2: do You realize do a Jets we, have hype. A, we
4: have a WTF
5: Aaron Rodgers segment, right? like, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. like we'll, I, we'll, we'll be broke by the time we get to the training camp.
2: <laughs> uh,
4: yeah, no, no, no.
2: I mean the Boys and Girls Club does love us for yeah. all the contributions. I mean we last, made.
4: don't you guys feel foolish about last offseason? I bought it. I predict them to win the division. I, I'm never doing it again. I mean
2: he Hurt after four snaps. It would have been different, although that offensive line was so bad he probably was gonna get hurt at some point. Not that we're wishing it, just it was inevitable.
4: Yeah. All right,
6: how about another AFC East owner? Here's Robert Kraft. He was in Vegas, of course, as well at NFL Honors last night. I think he wanted to laugh at this joke from host Keegan Michael Key. There has never been a season like this, everybody. I mean, who'd have thought we'd see a year when Taylor Swift went to more playoff games than Bill Belichick? And as everyone laughed, the cameras cut to Kraft right on him, and he did the like "ooh, that was harsh" face. But I think he actually wanted to enjoy it. Mm.
2: I will bet that Robert Kraft got the heads up that that joke was coming. Hate to pull, mm. yeah. I-, I would think that that there- that everyone who was the butt of one of those jokes probably knew it was coming. Yeah, I,
4: I don't love the joke.
2: Why? It's because so funny.
4: The Patriots are like dead in the water. That would have been funny three years ago when the Patriots didn't make the playoffs. But nobody thought the Patriots were making the playoffs this year. So you
2: can't claim that a comedian's punching down when it's the Patriots. I, <laughs> I do think he's punching no. down. Like this yeah,
4: Bill. Did anybody think the Patriots were going to the postseason this year? So I don't know. I felt like that the, the Belichick side didn't really live up to this.
2: And you would have rewritten this joke how?
4: <sighs> I don't know. I think you pick a what's a team that should have made the playoffs that didn't make it. Like hey, Aaron Rodgers, Is it, <laughs> you maybe
5: say Aaron Rodgers more playoff games than.
4: Yeah, yeah. no, it's pretty good. By the way,
5: he made a
2: different right, joke about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You're you right about Robert. it.
4: Was no. It,
2: uh but bogus it was something it about was, a cough right well he said uh, what was that he made up
6: like a funny like a, disease a, a another disease. thing that Aaron rogers is not vaccinated against yeah oh, it is.
2: i forgot exactly what it was we can find it for him
4: but sure. it wasn't exactly a drop the jaw moment i think there was like polite laughter like yeah nobody really thought bill belichick was going to play i don't know it felt like it wasn't uh, am i crazy
2: Yes. You just enjoy it. Yeah, totally <laughs> you just enjoy the <laughs> dig. I, that is definitely
4: not a funny joke. I'm sorry. Like that is that's like that guy at the Golden Globes where Taylor was just staring at him. Oh uh, no that no, is, no this oh, was way was. better this is than better, that. Better but if that that is not funny yeah. that was polite laughter out of the crowd. No no no, no the
5: a real comedian. I yeah I, I know but that that's why I'm like was. don't put him in his. I'm like
4: class. that's his best joke right there. I don't
6: know. It well, was better all- than his other Taylor Swift joke which was we're gonna cut away to a different influential blonde Roger Goodell. Goodell and they yeah. cut to Goodell in the crowd, that one wasn't funny. That one yeah. seemed like Goodell wrote that. Please make a funny <laughs> haha about me. I yeah, the, the, rock about one.
2: the rock star and a blonde, you know, superstar, and it was Roger Goodell. Um, I did like, well... Thank this you one, for
4: explaining that joke. This yeah. one was kind of
2: like punching down a little bit, I guess. He goes, Taylor Swift is in Asia, and she's, you know, having her tour, the only person further away from a Super Bowl of the Carolina Panthers.
5: That's that's a that's good one.
6: Down. That's
2: pretty good. My that's kid liked
6: down. that one. That got a, a, an audible chuckle out of my ten-year-old. That was his <laughs> yeah, favorite yeah, joke. Yeah. Of the See that joke.
4: That, that owner must be like, whoa.
2: Well, their new head coach, Dave Canales, like retweeted it like he was with the receipts. Like I'm taking oh, receipts off. Okay. So, oh,
5: that, all that, worked that worked oh. out great for Robert Sala.
2: <laughs> yeah. Keeping the receipts.
4: Yeah. Receipts. Oh, are, actually, it's funny with Dave Canales. Receipts in the past have not
2: <laughs> Oh, <well>. man. <laughs> no. No, those are yeah <laughs> charges to a 1-900 number <laughs> if we're reading his book correctly. <laughs> I don't even know if they have those anymore. I'm sorry, Bokeh. <laughs> uh, <What? laughs> <laughs> it seems really old school.
4: Yeah, yeah. Like
2: a 1-900 something yeah. something when you, the internet exists
4: yeah like you could have said like charges will not appear on your room bill like wait why would you anyone need, <laughs> <laughs> need a television for adult content
2: i know it's like it's like have you seen this magazine it's like, <laughs> is it a time machine also <laughs>
4: all right
6: uh, oh. some of the award winners from last night lamar jackson not surprisingly is mvp christian mccaffrey miles garrett are offensive and defensive players of the year C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson Jr. are the rookies of the year. And now headed to Canton are Devin Hester, Dwight Freeney, Julius Peppers, Andre Johnson, and Patrick Willis. Uh, It's not exactly nepotism. It's more like football incest. Uh, someone needs to tell the Ravens and Wolverines to expand their dating pools. <laughs> wink Martindale, who is most recently the Giants, D.C., but of course has deep Baltimore connections, is expected to run the Michigan defense now that Jim Harbaugh has taken Jesse Minter with him to the Chargers. But we are definitely on double-digit guys going back and forth between Baltimore and Michigan.
2: Yeah, they they these guys pass each other around like it's RSV, you know. It's, <laughs> just is this like a Harbaugh coaching tree now? It's like the brothers have the tree. It's such but a trees, random assortment of people. Trees sort of branch
4: out. This is sort of a uh,
2: yes. It's, it's as not branches. Yeah, yeah, there's no branches. Yeah.
6: yeah. <laughs> well, they've started one to the Chargers just to get us off their scent. But there's even passing people back and forth between those two things now.
2: Oh, definitely. I I, I guess you go with like. Who you're comfortable with? Or you can speak a shorthand kind of language, but
5: I will,
6: I will how do s- you
2: get in that club?
5: I will say, if I'm Michigan, if I'm a Michigan fan or a Charger fan, I feel great being a part of this tree or yeah. I don't know what you call it, of yeah. you know, rose garden or something. Because I mean, the Baltimore Ravens have a awesome staff. They're uh, player development staff, the yep. coaching staff, like they've been sure, fantastic. Like one of the gold standards. Yeah, of the league. so if you're getting uh, those kind of people to come to the Chargers, come to the, <laughs> to yeah, the well, Michigan Wolverines, I'd be like, yes, i mean, yeah I'm sure.
4: Wake Martindale, I wanted that guy for the Eagles. Right? Like, why is he at Michigan? I do love. Uh, Stephen Bell, still, the best assistant hire of this college football season is Stephen Belichick to Washington. That's awesome. I mean,
2: it's I guess the only acceptable place for a coach to have a mullet might be in a college football team. Well, I don't know.
4: There's definitely the Urban Meyer, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick college tree, too, which is really bizarre. What happened to Bill O'Brien this offseason? He's,
6: He's actually the
2: offensive coordinator at Ohio State. For
6: now, oh. but he might get the Boston College head coaching job.
2: Well, when are they going to decide that? Because I feel like practices are starting soon. (laughs) Is
4: is Stephen Belichick being considered for that job as well? (laughs) He has a New England background.
6: Uh, Some quick NBA news. While the Knicks were passing gas after a (laughs) 122-108 loss to the Mavs, the Pistons didn't stink again last night. 128-122 winners in OT in Portland. They went back-to-back games for the first time since games two and three of this season. Remember, they were two and one at one point before that ridiculous losing streak. Then we have the Cavaliers, a Dutch off into the Nets, 118.95, oh, in God. Brooklyn Cleveland's one age trade, 16 of 17. And that concludes the fart jokes for the morning. Uh, <laughs> the Nets traded away veteran guard Spencer Dinwiddie before yesterday's deadline. He's a Raptor for now, but expected to be waived shortly. Maybe he signs with the Lakers. Or maybe he returns to Dallas. Dinwiddie was sitting in a normal seat a few rows behind the Mavs bench last night at MSG. Are those the foot doctor tickets? Do you know, Perlop? Do <laughs> you also know your guy?
4: Yeah, I don't know if he has a connection to Spencer and Dinwiddie. Was he underneath the basket? or he was No, under- it
6: was literally like two rows behind. It was uh. like players, staff, fans, and then Dinwiddie.
4: Well, don't <laughs> ask me because I... I tell Maggie every time I go to the game. I'm like, I think I saw this celebrity this celebrity this celebrity and it turns out None of them were ever there. I'm like I saw Justin Timberlake, and he's like somewhere. He's in Brazil <laughs> well, I, gotta
5: say, though, I was impressed with you because we were talking last uh, We went to the Nick game last weekend and you were saying I think Bad Bunny was there But I can't tell he had a new haircut It was Bad Bunny it I, was oh my yeah. gosh No, it was because yeah. I saw there's a big sign in Vegas I guess he's doing a show here soon and he had the haircut you described I was like wow that's oh. right definitely was Bad Bunny
4: Wait! Wow, but
2: Perloff recognized somebody under the age of forty. I was, I was <laughs> Bad Bunny.
4: I have, I know Bad Bunny from the movie, but um, from that movie on the train. What, Zootopia? What movie are you talking <laughs> oh, about? Oh, the fight movie, right? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Bullet Train. Yeah, Bullet yeah, yeah. Train. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I I kind of know Bad. But what are you talking? Oh, like you. I bet <laughs> you I restart. could. I could definitely beat you at a celebrity <laughs> naming thing. And mad. you have a four-year-old kid. You have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I'm in a culture. fog.
2: But no, you I'll... haven't seen
4: a, a movie in a theater since <laughs> your child was born.
2: A year, one hundred percent right. <laughs> uh, I'll watch the game on TV, and they'll show the celebrities in the crowd. I'm like, hey, so where are you in com- relation to Larry David? I'll text you, and you're like, Larry David's here? I'm like, he's right in the front. <laughs> oh,
4: yeah, because you can't see him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, obviously, I'm close personal friends. I watched a game with Timothy Chalamet. That's my claim to fame. Don't be jealous, man. Don't say that I don't know anyone no, under 40.
2: Timothy Chalamet, I feel like, probably comes up to my hip.
4: No, he's not short.
2: Oh, really? He looks yeah. so small. Wait, yep. who else was at your fun party last night? You said Chris oh, there was,
4: Uh There's all sorts of Hall Johnny of Damon. Johnny Damon was there, which was weird. Yeah. Baker Mayfield showed up.
2: That's cool. Yeah. Uh,
4: I was surprised. He looked kind of confused, like, why am I here? What's going on? <laughs> uh, no, who it who was, are these old guys? Honestly,
2: that happens in <laughs> Vegas because you can never get out of any. They design these hotels and casinos yeah. that you can never find an exit.
4: There are a lot of older players that look like Brian Baldinger. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you know that look where just like that face, like, oh, this guy could edit their hands are all mauled, so I don't I actually don't know. Uh, I Several know. former offensive linemen. <laughs> I did not see Jaworski though, but there was a hundred Jaworski jerseys on sale. Ron Jaworski, yeah. Eagles quarterback. Uh, but I, I couldn't afford any of it. For this. I was like, "I Maggie has all this bill stuff. I need to buy an Eagles poster, and the bids were like seven hundred dollars." Oh wow! Well. I don't think we have much of a budget for that studio. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know. I think they frown. Oh, upon are
4: that. we bringing back the uh, Elvis plates and stuff? By the way,
2: yes. Well, you already broke our other Elvis souvenir. I broke. It was yeah. in your oh, bed. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so
4: sorry. Uh, I, I didn't remember you volunteering to carry the Elvis paraphernalia back and forth for 40 minutes to the hotel.
2: <laughs> Listen, wow. all it was was just just a simple trip back to your room, and the thing ends simple up in, in shards.
4: Simple trip. Oh, like when you sent our boss Dave Marinick to go uh, <laughs> g- to get uh, what did, what did get did that you- to get the, these. I items. Got,
2: sent them to get the souvenirs, and he got them here in perfect condition, even if he was ticked off at of me. Okay, so you? now
4: he definitely can't tell me
5: broke him because now I know he, all he, that walking. Both, for you, nothing. Guys, both of you guys, both you guys stand by. I'll text. Oh, <laughs> oh no.
2: God, bogus. Wait, little
5: finger at it again.
2: Uh, it's four thirty-five in the morning yeah, here. Yeah. That might get you in hot water, babe. Well, yeah.
6: we've already woken him up once this week, Monday morning at this time. So maybe this is a... earlier. So this will be this will be acceptable. Maybe
4: uh, pull the fire alarm and
2: they'll have to wake <laughs> up early yeah. and hide in the bathroom like George Kittle. <laughs> if Dave Marinick was the man who pulled the fire alarm on the 49ers, would be an all time upset. Uh, I
6: mean, it could have been him just not for mischievous reasons, not to screw the Niners. He might have just done it by accident.
2: Dave <laughs> just backs up yes. and all of a sudden it's the fire alarm. Like his
6: backpack got hooked on and he pulls a fire alarm and ruins the Niners night. And, uh,
2: that would be such a great Dave Maronick apology. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's yeah. so nice and like so effusive. He'd be like, I don't know what happened. My backpack just backed into the fire alarm. Coach
6: yeah. Shannon, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so, <laughs> so sorry. <laughs>
2: sorry. Uh, we patched it. up up by the way so i'm back on dave's good side
4: so says you
6: well <laughs> don't
2: show him that broken elvis thing uh any other headlines folks
6: uh, i could tell you that the sec is rich still the each school getting 51.3 million dollars from the conference for fiscal year 22 23 that's a 19.1 mil increase From the previous year oh that's gonna be
4: so great for the play i'm so excited for all the hard-working players who risk their health every week they're gonna get a lot of money out of this right bogus
6: I was thinking more about how Vanderbilt should say, We're good guys. We don't deserve it. You we'll know, take 30 mil out of the 51 just, mil. But yeah, players aren't going to get any of that.
4: I, they got to pay the players. This is too much money.
2: It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, in the bogus, thank you. And actually, I would love to get your thoughts on this. In the chat, youtube.com slash twitch.tv slash CBS Radio is just one way you can watch the show. Our amazing CBS Sports Radio affiliates uh, have been incredible for us. The absolutely free to download Odyssey app. And SiriusXM Channel 158. I will leave you with this question that you can ponder in the break. This one comes from Bucky Cheese, who says, "What is the bigger social blunder, public burping or public farting?" Oh my
5: God, the <sighs>
4: fart is, is I think it's a, a thousand, wrong thousand times. Yeah, public burping. Who cares about that? That's like having a hiccups. What's the difference? <laughs>
5: <laughs> All wait, right, wait. it's a landslide. <laughs> but you know, what's funny though. I feel like, I, and I've been obviously in places where both have happened. To someone else And like You see it Or you hear it I feel like I'm always More disgusted by the burp Wait, wait, are the we talking about... The burp
2: it happens closer to your face.
5: Yeah, and I if feel... If someone
2: like- burps in your face, it's so disgusting.
5: I feel like the fart is, like, a little uncontrollable.
4: Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> what if... Are we talking about audible farts? What about an SBD situation? Oh, my. Like yeah. Silent but deadly? Oh.
2: Well, then it's like you just got to evacuate the area. Yeah. Well,
4: yeah, but I'm saying you, can sne- you can't you can sneak a burp in. Well, maybe you can, but...
6: No, no, I you're just- right. He's right. You if, you if you burp out loud, it's yours, but a fart you maybe can get away yeah. with being anonymous. Yeah. But we all know who
4: claimed it, laid it. That's a fourth grade. Well,
2: wrong. whoever denied <laughs> it, supplied yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'm Wait. glad we got to the bottom of that.
4: Very sophisticated sports talk radio here. <laughs> yeah,
2: Bogus, thank you so much. Coming up, the Hall of Famer, Bruce Smith, I'm sure would, be lo- oh, <laughs> would love to man. find out that he's being associated with this type of conversation. Uh, what went wrong for the Bills against the Chiefs in the divisional round? We will ask the legendary. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Our next guest is a Hall of Famer, a two-time defensive player of the year, and an eight-time All-Pro. Bruce Smith, a legend for the Buffalo Bills, is here. Bruce, thank you so much for the time. You were in the building for the Bills-Chiefs game in the AFC Divisional round. You were riling up the crowd pregame game it really felt like the Bills were playing the perfect game against the Chiefs. They had a great game plan that day, but they lost. What went wrong for Buffalo during that game?
8: Well, there there are a number of factors, uh, which is the reason why we lost that game. Uh, number, I'd say there are probably three factors. Uh, number one, we were decimated with injuries. Uh, number two. Um, from a defensive standpoint, um, in reviewing the film and studying why certain plays were successful by Kansas City, um, we didn't have uh, the proper gap control. Um, we had a couple of guys rushing in the, the same lane uh, that allowed Patrick Mahomes to step up into the pocket and buy a little bit more time and for receivers to, to come open. So, in, in essence, uh, there were uh, several instances that uh, these plays could have been prevented uh, if they were not for mental errors. Mental errors. Uh, mental errors. And mental errors will beat you quicker than the physical part. Um so those are things that we could clean up. I would be a lot more concerned if we got beaten physically. But the fact that we got beaten mentally is of concern, but it's, it's of less concern because those are things that you can correct with coaching.
2: The Hall of Famer Bruce Smith is here joining us on behalf of the m and Almost Champions Super Bowl commercial, you get a ring to go along with it. Dan Marino is a part of it. Terrell Owens is a part of it. Scarlett Johansson makes an appearance <laughs> in the commercial as well. For all the guys out there, m M&Ms, and MMS.com slash Super Bowl is yeah. where you can watch the ad. You mentioned about guys not being there to meet the moment. Um, you know what it's like to play with the, so much pressure, so many expectations going to Super Bowl after Super Bowl. I feel like this Bills team, if you'll am- allow me to go back to that team, plays like the weight of the world is on their shoulders sometimes like they have the pressure and they haven't even gotten to the Super Bowl yet how do you handle that do you see the same thing I see and if so how do you handle
8: that well well first things first uh you 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 mentioned M&Ms yeah um what a fascinating concept that they came up with (laughs) um I don't know if you actually listened to the story but they actually took M&M peanut butter and made diamonds out of it <laughs> and put it into a ring. Talk about money to burn. <laughs> but but uh, it, it's just a fascinating story. And to include uh, in this cast, uh, Dan Marino and Terrell Owens and Scarlett Johansson. Um, and when I received the call uh, that they wanted to include me in this commercial, I was uh, uh, pretty happy. uh, uh, Dan and I had such a long history of playing against one another, Uh, I think 13 years, I've sacked Dan more than any other player in the National Football League history, and to have an opportunity to team up with him and be on the same team for once, (laughs) uh, other than the Hall of Fame, uh, I thought it was pretty cool.
2: Yeah, probably safer for him. This way. Yeah, yeah <laughs> for a lot sure. Safer.
8: I can pat him on the back yeah, instead right. of hitting him in the back.
2: Do you think the Bills play tight now? That they play like the, the weight of the world's on their shoulders? That That's what I see.
8: It is. This team is extremely talented and it's extremely high paid. Um, we're $43 million over the salary cap right now. That puts a lot of pressure on any team and individually. So, we have to find a way, for lack of a better term, shave some calories and, and cut some fat. Um, we got to get more production out of certain guys that are on the team. Um, again, that comes with coaching. That comes with guys understanding the details of any call that's made at any given time. Uh, see, details will get you beat. Mm. Yeah. Details, mental errors. It, it's not the physical. Ev- everybody's physical in this game. Uh, and again, if guys were getting pancaked or displaced off the line of scrimmage two and three yards down the field, that's where I would be really concerned. But that's not happening. Yeah. What's happening is we are not or have not been consistently. Uh, disciplined to understand that if your job is to have contained and don't let anybody outside of you and force to play back inside, that's your only job. Don't peek inside. If you peek inside, mm. they're going to go outside and score a touchdown.
2: Is that because guys don't trust each other, or they I mean,
8: you don't have to trust me if 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 I know my assignment and I execute it. You you don't have to worry about that uh, for, 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 for 19 years, I had contained, (laughs) we remember. Yeah. And, and if somebody got outside of me, that's on me and I'm going to own up to it. Uh, but, but when I force it back in, that's where your help is. And obviously, uh, it's on any given or specific play that's being called. Your responsibilities may shift and somebody else may have contained, but you got to know where your help is. And uh, unfortunately, we just made some mm. simple, simple errors that cost us big. And that's prob- that's one of the reasons why we're not here today. Mm.
2: Bruce Smith is here, the Hall of Famer, of course, oh, yeah. on behalf of M&M's. What is the greater accomplishment, going to four straight Super Bowls, the consistency, or winning just one and we never hear from you again?
8: I would have loved to have won one. Um... But I got to tell you, going to four straight Super Bowls was a body of work that no one has been able to uh, accomplish.
2: In fact, uh, the opposite: the Super Bowl loser yeah. rarely gets back. Yeah. Only one time is the Super Bowl loser and mm-hmm. last uh, since two thousand went on to win the Super Bowl the next year. was the yeah. Patriots.
8: We have these conversations amongst other players and, and Hall of Famers, and. There is nothing but mad respect. Um, Just the the dialogue that we we have back and forth with one another. Um, Yes, winning a championship is is incredible. It's an incredible accomplishment. Um, It it, it just emphasizes that for that one year, you were the best in the game. But for four years, for four years, we put the league to the test and we were able to uh, to accomplish something that nobody else has ever accomplished before in the history of the game. And, and that's due to a lot of factors, coaching, our fan base, and, and an extremely talented uh, 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 set of players that... that I, I, I mean, when you talk about guys like Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reed, Steve Tasker, Daryl Talley, and Cornelius Bennett, and, and, and so many more, um, it, it just really makes me feel good inside to know that I was a part uh, of this historic team.
2: Bruce Smith, The Hall of Famer, of course, on behalf of m ms You have the m ms Almost Champions Ring of Comfort. Yes. The Super Bowl commercial. We can't wait. Uh, You can go to MMS.com slash Super Bowl to see the ad and uh, to get all the information. It's
8: a great commercial. (laughs) It's fun. Great, great. Bruce,
2: thank you so much for the time and the memories. Thank you.
8: Thanks for having me.
2: I can see what's going to happen here. What? Because... I'm going to tell you who we have coming up next after the legendary Bruce Smith just joined us. And you're going to think I have an agenda on today's show.
4: Uh, yeah.
2: And I just want to let you know, it's just the way the cards fell here. This was not oh, me right. overbooking the show with Buffalo Bills, oh. but coming up next, Josh Allen will join oh, us here on here. the <laughs> set.
4: Where's Jalen Hurts? Josh
2: Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Joins us next. Maggie and Perloff from the Mandalay Bay Convention Center in Las Vegas. Don't move. Why?
7: Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why?